This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Body Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I am the ever sports loving Robert here playing on first base with Ernie on second and Jason oh. on third. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I came up with that one. I thought that was good. What do you think, Ernie? You think it's good, right? That was pretty good. A little bit of a stretch. Pretty good. Uh, we, we we have a friend back, and we love it. We have, have Jason mm-hmm. back. And podcast. yeah, a friend of the podcast. And I will say this. I'm excited about today's conversation because we know it's around the corner. Mm-hmm. We know it's coming. And it's perfect, perfect timing to really talk about this. And we're here with Jason today, our sports expert, if you will, our sports therapy expert. And we're here today to talk about one of our characters that we both love and hate, which, of course, is Kylo Ren. Yes, yes I love Kylo Ren. <laughs> He's one of the most nuanced uh, characters in all of Star Wars. Um, oftentimes, characters are, are just good guys or they're just bad guys. But what is Kylo Ren? That is that is hard to say, uh, and that's what I like about him. Yeah, and that's it's kind of a funny thing because you, you look at most of the characters in Star Wars, and you're pretty clearly defined. I mean, yeah, there's a moment here or there with Darth Vader where he kind of sees like he's redeemable here and there. You really don't see anything like a Han Solo. I mean, yeah, he's a scoundrel, but he's not a bad right, guy. Right. But Kylo, he's either an angsty teenager. Or he's like in this, you know, in the second movie, totally just a totally going to the dark side. I mean, but yet not completely. He's still redeemable. Right, right, exactly. He's uh, he's very human. Um, like even like you said with Han Solo, uh, you know, he started out as like a scoundrel, and he's at this real, you know, in the first movie or episode four, he's in this like really shady bar where only only bad people go but then you get to know him and you know other than him shooting first and he doesn't really like, <laughs> he's he's just there's nothing really bad about him other than he smuggles things and then even then like he you know he he helps the uh the rebellion he really is much more human and and very very nuanced and he has good sides and bad sides and i really appreciate that about the character yeah, no, it's 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 an exciting thing to kind of watch him also kind of evolve um, from where he started to where he kind of ended up. Mm-hmm. Like you see the betrayal, you see him kind of this weird relationship thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me some insight into what you feel is going on with that because that's kind of wonky, right? Sure, sure. Bad. Well, oh man, I don't. It's it's so hard to choose where to start with Kylo Ren because. Or Ben Solo, or you know whatever. Yeah, because yeah. there's just so much going on. Um, well, here, here's a good starting point. Here, take it from here. The thing that defines him turning, at least in the movie, is that betrayal scene that we get the two different story versions of. Right, we get the story of what, um, what um, you know, Mark Hamill's character Luke says happened, and then we get the story of what Kylo Ren says happens. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of that moment there is, you know, was Luke really looking to kill him? Mm -hmm. Was it, he got a moment of weakness? What's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking, and you got to talk about it from a familiar perspective too. 
This isn't some stranger. You know, this is right. a family member. Right. You know, right. I think – would you consider that like the defining moment that makes him him? You know, uh, it's it's a really important moment. That's one where he was really kind of teetering on that edge, you could say. Um, you know, he was uh, – he had already been influenced by Snoke. He um, was uh, – I don't know if he was fully on considering going to the dark side, but that was, you know, that was part of it. He was in the, he was being seduced by Snoke. And then, um, you know, and then, and then when he sees Luke, his, his uncle, um, who is not only just his uncle, but is kind of like considered the most reputable, the best, like the, the most like light side good guy person in the galaxy, you know. Luke says it in in uh, the Last Jedi that he was Luke Skywalker, the legend. Um, so Luke is someone that everybody looks up to, everybody trusts, everybody thinks that Luke is is just pure good. So if, if because because Luke said he was bad, Luke tried to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, if you, yeah, if you go from an angle of that of just you starting out your your relationship, I guess you could call it with um, that scenario where it's really just kind of a situation of you almost killed your own family member. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you go from there? Because it's like now he's kind of got this weird thing going with Ray, and mm-hmm. he's taking the next step with that and really turning over to the dark side. Right. And it's like, what? do you do what do you do at that point with the relationship he's obviously he's you know luke's gonna be a force ghost we know that we're we're, we're, that's no kidding Mm -hmm. but does he fall into the scenario of you know he's gonna go into the relationship further with ray are they gonna become a thing i mean Mm -hmm. you know if you go by the trailers are they gonna be you know on the same side is it just a dream what does it mean for jedis in general of what he's trying to be you know, because you, you got to kind of look to the future because that next movie is coming out and you're not that long in the future. And it's like, right. it's going to be interesting. It's definitely there's a lot of directions they can go in. Right, right. And then the movie, the, the title is Rise of Skywalker. So what does that mean? Is is uh, Kylo Ren the Skywalker? Is Luke's Force Ghost? Is that the Skywalker? Is, is uh, somebody else some Skywalker that we don't even know about? Yeah. Because you get – and then the sad part of the whole thing, of course, is that you know, Leia is not going to be able to beat the rise of the Skywalker. She's no longer going to be in the movie, so that's going to be a depressing end. But yeah, it's a very interesting family dynamic. So what in your mind is the part that makes Kylo Ren really kind of turn away from his family in such a way – I mean he kills his father. Mm-hmm. You know, His, his own uh, uh, uncle tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see – I mean his mother, Leia, is – just beside herself in general. I mean, she just she kind of knows he's lost, so he's ostracized his entire family by this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what kind of value? And I know it's because of the influence of others, and we always talk about in real life, you know, not in movies, you know, the influence of of others in our story mm-hmm. to affect how our relationships with our family goes. But do you feel that he kind of had that from the beginning? That was kind of his his path because of who he was or how powerful he was, that that was kind of a key piece? I think so. I think so. 
so what we know about um, Kylo Ren or, or, or Ben, Ben Solo, what we know about him is that he's extremely powerful. Um, he's one of the most powerful people in the galaxy, you know, uh, Ray seems to be his equal, but uh, other than that, there was Snoke, who's probably dead. He overpowered Luke at a very young age, so we so we know he's very powerful, and he uh, he's very conflicted inside. Like, is he is he you know part of the light side? Is he part of the dark side? Is he somewhere in the middle? You know, where does he belong? And a lot of that seems to go b- back to. Um, you know, his childhood experience and his, that's the psychologist in me coming out and uh, his uh, experience in early life with, with his, uh, with his family. And even, even in the, in the last Jedi, we see that those early experiences and the impression that his family left on him is still really strong. We, we even see that in the force awakens when he talks to uh, Ray and says, um, you know, uh, he would have disappointed you. Uh, you know, uh, as far as Han Solo and having him as a father figure, and if so, if we go back and we look at at Ben's um, upbringing and who influenced him, uh, the people who weigh really heavily in his mind are his grandpa, Darth Vader. So, right. yeah. So Darth Vader, you know, one of the most infamous people in the galaxy. He was really powerful. He destroyed all the Jedi, pretty much. He ruled the galaxy with an iron fist, or at least uh, as he was the second in command, and, um, and and so so that's 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 Ben's grandpa. That's you know that's who he thinks of as like part of his his ancestry. And then we have Uncle Luke, who beat Darth Vader and uh, and ushered in this new age of the Republic, and he was developing a new age of of Jedi and. And Luke was trained by Yoda, one of the greatest Yoda, uh, one of the greatest uh, Jedi masters of all time. And he was trained by Obi Wan, who is also one of the greatest. And then, uh, you know, so that's that that's his uncle. And then his dad, you know, didn't have the Force, but was uh, a scoundrel and one of the one of the best smugglers, or at least that's what we're led to believe, you know, everybody knows him. He was super charming. He's just like this really big personality. He was a, a general in the, the rebellion, I believe, and all that stuff. And, his- and I think if you, I think if you follow the story closely, mm-hmm. it kind of implies he wasn't always around. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what, um, what Kylo alludes to, you know, he he feels like uh, he wasn't there. Uh, Han even feels guilty, and he kind of alludes to him feeling like he should have been there more, should have done a better job. You know, uh, Han feels like he failed him. He failed. He failed Ben. Um, so that's another that's another really big presence in uh, in Kylo's upbringing. And then as I was kind of rewatching the movies, something that really stood out to me is Kylo really emphasizes the importance of grandpa, uncle, and dad, but then never mentions mom. And mom, yeah. And mom is, um, you know, she's a princess and she's a general and she's, she's sort of the face of the rebellion. She's, she's, um, 
she had it together at a very young age. She was always confident. She was always assertive. She was always all that stuff. And why doesn't why doesn't Kylo ever even talk about mom? And, and he doesn't even seem to think about her except for when he's about to kill her, but then decides not to. And I kind of wonder if maybe he doesn't think about her not because he doesn't care about her, but because it hurts too much. So what what we know is that uh, mom or uh, Princess Leia, General Leia, uh, was afraid of Ben. She was afraid of how strong he was going to be and if he was going to be like grandpa. So she sent him away to be with Luke, who then almost killed, almost killed Ben. So I'm wondering if there's really like a really deep trauma there where Ben feels rejected by his mom and it hurts so much that he doesn't even think about her and he just completely blames his dad and he blames his uncle and he looks up to grandpa who was, who was a, a villain. So that's, I, I think that could be a really important piece of just Kylo Ren's psychology that could go unnoticed pretty easily. Well, uh, sorry about that guys. I was having some technical difficulty. Um, I wanted to like, when you went, when you started talking about like his whole identity going back and I rewatched mm-hmm. the movies, what I took mm-hmm. from the first movie was, uh, when we were introduced to him, yeah, I thought it was very interesting that mm-hmm. Han and Leia decided to name him, after, name him Ben after Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe as a young, um, and maybe you might be able to explain this because you may see this in sports where like you probably have like a, a father who was probably really good at football and he has mm-hmm. a son and he wants his son to like follow in his footsteps, like carry on the name. Like it's the exact same name. Uh, a player that mm-hmm. comes to mind to me is uh, like a Ken Norton. His dad was a mm-hmm. world famous, you know, heavyweight boxer, fought against Ali mm-hmm. and, and the greats of, of boxing. Mm-hmm. And now he's a, a football player, and he has to like kind of carry that mantle. Mm-hmm. I guess, like in that first movie, you could kind of see that disassociation because, to me, I still think Obi Wan Kenobi was the greatest Jedi Knight of all. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. and that's the way I look at it. I mean, he, he, uh, you know, he saw his master fall to Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And he took on Darth Maul like hand to hand, like in probably one of the most epic fights mm-hmm. ever, and what? Right. And and then he goes on and he single handedly controls. Uh, he's the I think he was like the head general of the clone army, if I'm not mistaken. So he was like at the tip of the spear, like fighting all these, fighting all these wars against these droids, mm-hmm. and leading his troops like I guess through his own confidence and bravado. Mm-hmm. Like, he never seemed mm-hmm. to be shooken up in that second movie at anything. And then in the third movie, he takes on his own pupil at the height of his power and beats him, but doesn't finish mm-hmm. him. And I think that maybe knowing all that, what do you think? What do you think that posed to a young Ben Solo? I'm not going to refer to him as Kylo Ren until like, I come up with my next point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is a great insight that I completely missed. Because uh, in in my mind it was it, he was just named uh, just a little bit of a meta here, but in my mind he was named Ben because just Obi Wan is cool, so then you gotta you gotta name him Ben, and that's and Luke didn't have a son, but the way you just described it, like that makes 
perfect sense. Um, and if we look at um, Kylo Ren, or excuse me, Ben, one of the things he really struggles with is his identity. You know, who am I? Am I am I dark side? Am I light side? And you know, what's what? Am I Vader? Am I a Skywalker? And um, he's surrounded by. Uh, the greatest of all time. He's surrounded by the goats. You know, his grandpa was one of the greatest. His uncle was one exactly. of the greatest. Yeah. All that stuff. And then he's named after someone who's arguably also the greatest. So he's always, um, he's always kind of swinging back and forth between, you know, I'm the greatest. Uh, I can't be stopped versus I'm a failure. I feel very small. I'll never be as good as Darth Vader. I'll never be as powerful as Luke. I, I can't beat Luke. Um, like all that stuff. So that's, that's a great insight. That's like another way that he was expected to be the best and then kind of set up to fail. So that, yeah, I, that's a great insight. Well, yeah. And also the other point of it was, I was thinking like, if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, like Han and Leia mm-hmm. don't meet. Right. So, you have that other side of it as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, the way Ben ended his, you know, his physical life was to mm-hmm. ensure that, you know, his own like person he's fighting, his own pupil's son mm-hmm. could escape. Yeah. So he, he sacrifices himself for the Skywalker family. Right. You know, and, and yeah. you kind of you kind of think of like this is all heaped on a very young child who's given probably mm-hmm. like I couldn't imagine having like the force and being able to manipulate things because in the first mm-hmm. five minutes of the Force Awakens, you see him like stop a, a bullet in midair pretty much mm-hmm. and hold it there with no with no effort. Right. And and then he goes in and he's pulling memories out of people's mind at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. so it, like, and like you said, it's that whole identity. I'm just wondering, do you think maybe the, the his flaws, which are slowly exposed throughout The Force Awakens, when he is confronted mm-hmm. by his father, do you think it was hatred toward his father? Or do you think it was kind of like a love that wasn't returned? Mm, okay. Yeah, I... I don't really think it was hatred. I think I think it's more the second part, more the love that wasn't returned. I think I think Ben felt rejected. Um, he would, his parents feared him. They they're afraid that he was going to turn out to be just like just like Darth Vader, just just like Anakin. He was going to turn to the dark side, and then he kind of it like he felt rejected, and then he went to go fulfill their expectations um, about him, you know, turning to the dark side. Um, and when I see that scene where he, he kills his father, I don't, I, again, I don't see, I don't see hatred. I see uh, desperation. I, I see uh, sadness. Um, he, I see a lot of like, like inner pain, inner turmoil. He, um, he, he does again. He doesn't know if he's good or if he's bad, and he he thinks that if he kills his dad, then he can he can finally be fully bad or fully dark side. And then once he's fully dark side, then he'll finally be enough. Like that's what he thinks. Like he's not he's not good enough if he tries to be a good guy like Luke Skywalker. He's not good enough 
if he tries to be Obi-Wan, but maybe maybe he can be Darth Vader. And if he kills his dad, then he'll be fully dark side, and then, then he'll finally be enough, and he'll prove his worth to, to himself. Well, I also noticed um, when he was making his transformation, uh, Snoke referred to him as Kylo of the Knights of Ren. You know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like trying to disassociate himself from from Ben. Right. And I, like you said, like that whole – like that instant that it happened – and you know Han Solo falls, mm-hmm. and he's standing on the on the gangplank. Uh, Chewbacca clearly could have wasted him right there. Yeah. I mean, he had him dead yeah. to rights, but instead mm-hmm. he went for the wound shot. <clears throat> and just to show once again, people on the internet and people I've spoken to say that Kylo Ren is no is is no Darth Vader. Like he's like he like like there's. Like he's not powerful enough, but he took that shot from Chewie's blaster, right. and all he did was just fall to one knee. Right. You know. So I'm like, right. you know, he's and I can kind of see like, oh my gosh, he's slowly turning. He's slowly becoming his grandfather, like a piece at mm-hmm. a time. Like things are getting hacked off of him. Like pieces of like Ben are getting put right. away. And like you said, when he was quote unquote seduced by Snoke. I think maybe Snoke probably put that in his head in the first movie anyways of how powerful he is and how much more he is like Vader than he is of Solo, if that makes any sense. I don't know where you stand on that. Hmm. Well, I also want to comment on uh, the part where he gets shot. I I completely agree. And just before that, they show – I can't remember if it was Han or Chewie, but – they show uh, uh, someone using the crossbow and just blowing all kinds of stuff up, and they're really uh, like satisfied, like "Whoa, yeah, this is cool. This this crossbow is really powerful." And then Chewie shoots shoots Kylo with it, and then, like you said, he just falls to one knee, and then he he gets up and then keeps fighting. So when he has that battle with Ray and with Finn. Um, you uh, you can say, oh, he should have been able to beat Ray really easily, but he just got shot with that really powerful um, that really powerful gun. You can see he's bleeding out, and there's all kinds of blood falling to the snow, and he just killed his dad, so he's in emotional turmoil, and he's also not really trying to kill Finn or to kill Ray. I think he could have if he wanted to, or at least Finn for sure. Maybe not Ray, but. He could have killed yeah. him if he wanted. Finn was no match for him. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that. The outcome of that battle where he gets beat by Ray isn't an indication of of uh, Kylo not being strong enough. It's just Kylo went through all of this stuff, and then he was trying to not kill Ray. He was trying to seduce her to the dark side. So I I do agree that Kylo is super powerful, and you know. Uh, given enough time, he probably would be just as powerful as as uh, Vader. Um, but what was the second part of your question? The the second part w- was going into the second movie, where it mm. seems as though he's further being deconstructed by Snoke, right? Like his mm. personality. <clears throat> he, yeah. he basically comes into the throne room with Snoke and, and his Imperial guards, mm-hmm. and he's talking to him, and he goes, take off that ridiculous mask. 
You know, are you just right. a boy in a mask? You know, he's mm-hmm. like really like hammering home like you're you are Kylo Ren. You're not Ben Solo. You know, you're mm-hmm. a product of what I created. Do you kind of right. get that uh, assumption of like once again, like I'm trying to find like. Kylo's trying to find somebody to admire. He's trying to seek guidance from his grandfather who's passed away. Mm-hmm. Snoke, who I guess is now become his father. I mean, do you, do you right. kind of get that sense there? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it's it's this abusive relationship. It's this, you know, where Snoke is, he's the mentor. He's the father figure. He's like the abusive stepdad. Um he tells uh, Kylo, you know, uh, in some situations he says, uh, you're great, you're, you're powerful, you're the heir to Darth Vader, you're this and that. And then in other situations where he's not happy, you know, he says, take that ridiculous mask off and you were bested by a young girl and, and, and all that stuff. And he even kind of, he even lets uh, Kylo know what game he's playing. When, uh, when Hux walks out of, of Snoke's uh, chamber or room or whatever, he says something like, um, you know, something like a cur can be really useful if you uh, manipulate their weaknesses to your advantage, something like that. So that's, that's the same game that he's playing with Kylo where he pumps up Kylo and tells him he's great. When Kylo's doing the things he wants to, he, he kind of talks down to him and uh, says uh, these disparaging things when Kylo doesn't do things he wants. And then he's also manipulating him in the background and connecting him to Ray so that, so that he can fall right into Snoke's trap. So, um, so yeah, they have this like abusive stepdad relationship. Yeah, totally sees that. Totally see that. Well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and I want to do because we're gonna, we're gonna ramp this up here shortly. But I want to do one last thing with Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, and I want to see what our predictions are gonna be for mm-hmm. what's gonna happen with his story arc for him in the next and final ever, mm-hmm. well, at least for another couple years movie. So, want to thank you guys real quick. And now our sponsor, of course, as always, is Anchor FM, and we love them for having us be able to host all this fun stuff. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. And Ernie, that's you. Seamless transition. And we come back, and oh my god, there's so much to unpack with Kylo, I think. I mean, you've really gone into all the angles, the failing angle, his his desperation to be the best, and just the the sheer panic that people don't really seem to get these days in movies is the death of a character that's trying mm-hmm. to portray it you know mm-hmm. what do you see based on the historical evidence so far will be his next set of actions is he going to turn is he going to become an asset is he going to just stick to where he's at where do you think he's going next oh man that is that is hard um i think um he seems to really value his relationship with ray um you know what they 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 might have different views on what that relationship means. Like Ray sees it differently than he sees it, but um, saving Ray was one of the only times in the in the two movies where he's not conflicted anymore. And Snoke even says it. He says something like, uh, "Where there was once conflict, now there's uh, certainty." Something like that. Where there was once weakness, there was now strength. And then uh, Kylo even says, like right before he 
kill Snoke when you think he's going to kill Ray, he says, I know what I have to do. And then, you know, and then he kills Snoke. And then Kylo had from like a performance perspective, Kylo has his best performance of the two movies. They Kylo, Kylo and Ray team up Agreed. and they beat the, Yeah, yeah. Agreed. They beat those red space samurais. Um <laughs> and a lot of times Kylo other than that moment, Kylo's kind of coming up short in a lot of different situations. So that's one of his his only like real clean victories. And a lot of that goes back to just the focus and the, um, you know, like no longer being conflicted, just having, uh, like knowing what he values, knowing what's important. He values Ray, her life, what their, their sort of, uh, I get long distance relationship. So when he, and he's basing his actions off of his values. And then that's when athletes perform their best, when they base their decisions off of their values, when they know why they're doing what they're doing, why they're competing, why they're committed and dedicating themselves to their sport. So that's when um, when Ray, or that's when Kylo did his best. So if I think about that, I would hope, my hope for Kylo would be that since that's what he knows he cares about, he acts off of that and he decides to uh, maybe uh, go back to the light side or maybe find some kind of gray area where it's not unbalanced and it's not just light or it's not dark, not just dark. And maybe, you know, uh, he finds some kind of healthy relationship with Ray. Or maybe they go off together and, and both be dark side. But that's that's what, what Kylo cares about. So hopefully he would act off of that. But man, any anything could happen. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up was uh, kind of relating it to sports in a way. Like mm-hmm. my view of watching Kylo, I guess, interact with Ray in that scene. Mm-hmm. Ray was never classically trained like Kylo was. Kylo had mm-hmm. all the benefits. He was trained by the best, quote unquote. Ray grew up on a junk planet defending herself. So that's how she learned right. to fight. However, mm-hmm. she is probably as close to his equal. And I was wondering if that's if that is kind of like in sports where like you have that guy who basically like a like a like a Grant Hill protege. Yeah, like he was basically like, look, my dad was a famous, you know, Dallas Cowboy, you know, Drew Hill, and, you know, he won championships. He sent me to the best school. He sent me to do, to learn by the best coaches at basketball, so I know how to do this. And then you see this kid who grew up from the inner cities who didn't get the luxury yeah. of that training and just takes over the NBA. Right. You know, LeBron, right. like he, he didn't have the best coaches. He didn't come from like a, mm-hmm. a strong lineage of athletes. You know, it was just something like he was born with it. And that's kind of like the way I kind of see uh, Kylo and Ray. Um, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Do you think maybe like he's seeing it as like it's all this raw, un- untapped power here that maybe I could use? Or is it more like we could team up and like win this together type deal? Hmm. I, I'm sure if if we could get inside his head, it would be a little bit of both, uh, where he's thinking like, you know, I'll, or he, well, he did actually say like, I'll be your teacher. Uh, and, uh, he might've said like, we can rule the galaxy together or something like that. So I think he, he is thinking, um, 
uh, that he could be her teacher, that he can sort of use her raw, uh, you know, an un untapped power. But then also he does like really value their relationship and he wants them to, um, uh, you know, have some kind of relationship together that she's, uh, she's probably the only one of the few people in the galaxy who can understand him because they, when you have that much power, people, people can't relate to that. People don't have those experiences. And, um, and they both have, uh, you know, Ray, Ray has that like intense loneliness. Her parents literally abandoned her. Um, they left her, you know, with a junk trader and then she had a fend for herself uh, Kylo, with all of his, you know, he had great mentoring. He learned from Luke. He learned from um, from Snoke. His his mom and dad were some of the biggest figures in the galaxy. But even with all of that, he probably felt just as lonely as Rey actually was. So they they have a lot of in, in common there. Um, and then I also want to comment on uh, what you said about how they're, uh, you know, both equals. Um, yeah, it's, they seem to be both just like equally powerful. Um, as I was watching that battle where they team up, it's really hard to say who's doing better. Uh, there's some moments where Ray saves Kylo, uh, but then Kylo seems to be fighting, you know, two or three guys at once where Ray is sometimes only fighting one guy. Um, so it's it's really hard to say, but they they both seem to be, uh, uh, if not exactly equal, like really close. Like they're both like on par with each other. Well, it kind of goes back to the whole point you, that we kind of mentioned earlier. It's that classically trained versus, you mm -hmm. know, street kid. Street mm -hmm. kid can keep up on certain playing fields, but when it comes to certain you know higher level where you need some mm -hmm. serious skills, mm -hmm. you need some practice with it. You know, that, that's going to be the high ground for Kylo is that he has more classically trained abilities where, you know, Ray is just kind of off the top of her head and just kind of fight with to survive. Mm -hmm. And both methods have heart and process and then a possibility to win. But at the end of the day, you know, who's really going to be able to be on top and is always going to come back down to you, like what you said, is mm -hmm. the emotion behind it and why they're fighting. You know, why mm -hmm. are they fighting against versus being on the same side? So there's a lot to look forward to with this next movie to see where that really goes. Right, right. And I really liked their team up. It was sort of emotionally satisfying because they had this like slow burn um, relationship where they slowly got to know each other. And then also just seeing them, you know, really um, do really well and like and uh, and beat beat those those guards together was awesome. And they seemed to have. Uh, really complementary abilities, even on a mental level, where uh, Ray's strength is that once she commits to something, she's just all in. You know, she just she just goes for it. She has no doubt about it, and she will just you know give it a hundred percent. And then that's also her downside, where she's she can be very impulsive, and she can have all or nothing thinking. You know, Luke was she had to find Luke. Luke was great. Luke's gonna save the resistance. And then, oh wait a second, you know, Ben Solo told me you were mean to him and you were gonna kill him. Oh, now you're bad, and I'm just gonna go all out and attack you now. And uh, 
And then you, and then she thought, you know what, Ben, Ben does have good in him. So I'm, I'm going to fly over to Ben and Snoke and I'm going to get, I'm going to talk to him and, and I'm going to convince him to be good again. So she can be really impulsive and have a lot of all or nothing thinking. And then Kylo can be the opposite where he's really conflicted. Uh, he's really powerful and he's trained well, but he, do, he doesn't know if he, you know, does he want to, uh, does he want to kill his mom? Does he not want to kill his mom? Does he want to uh, kill Snoke, or or is he bad and he wants to be? He wants to you know rule the galaxy with you know with the dark side. But then when he does commit, like in that team up battle, then then he he really performs really well. So they they have those complementary um, uh, qualities skills. to themselves. Yeah, skills. Yeah. Well, I noticed that once, once uh, Kylo like dispatches with Snoke, and they have that battle, mm-hmm. and then the battle is to destroy the rebellion. Like they have them mm-hmm. dead to rights on that planet, right? Mm-hmm. I see a different Kylo Ren at that point. He's like, yeah. because Hux is like, "What do we do now?" You know, the boss is gone, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, he's not. I'm the boss." You know, right. And he kind of like asserts himself, which I think is the first time he does it uh, since we get to know him, even from the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. And right. and then he has that shoot that guy right there. He has that moment. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it's kind of metaphorical that he was fighting Luke and taking out all that aggression. And Luke did the most Jedi of all things and, you know, fought passively, you know. He didn't, he didn't like what I expected Luke to do was to show up there because like the whole, like I even stood up and cheered at that moment yeah. and and I thought he was going to like use the force to like crush those little those fat ats is what I call them the fat ats mm-hmm. so I thought he was just going to crush them with the force and then mm-hmm. but he did the most you know meta thing by not fighting back he just dodged everything mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And he gave his, mm-hmm. and he once again surrendered to like save his nephew. Do you think mm-hmm. that was the message at that point? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's it's hard um, because like right before that, Luke said, "I'm gonna." He says to Leia, "I'm gonna face him, and I can't save him." Um, but then on the other hand. Then he, like you, like you pointed out, he fights passively. He he doesn't. I don't think he takes one one swing at Kylo, and uh, and then he leaves them. He leaves him with a, a very Jedi message, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I kind of. It's almost like um, you know, offering help or or offering somebody support. And then, and then just kind of leaving and then letting them make their own decision. So he, he's kind of, yeah, he's on one hand, he's saying, I can't save him. There's nothing I could do about it. But then he is leaving that space and saying, look, I'm, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to destroy, you know, I'm not going to smash those, um, those uh, uh, fat ants or whatever he calls them. <laughs> but, but, but I'm not going to let you hurt me. I'm not going to let you hurt the people I love. I'm not going to let you hurt the resistance and, you know, go, go deal with that. Go, go off and just, and be you. And hopefully you, you come to your senses. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of both. 
and we can go on and on because there's a huge amount to unpack. But I want to do another session like this with you in the near future and talk even more about the new movies going to hit because there's so many more things to talk about with this. It could go on for hours and hours. But we want to definitely um, let everybody know we're going to have Jason on a lot more frequently because this kind of stuff is just fun to unpack these characters like this and really kind of bring them into a new uh, kind of persona. So, Jason, I want to thank you for being able to come on again the second time. Mm -hmm. Yay. And we are going to do a lot more of this with you because this is seriously a lot of fun. You were just Again, you make our show smarter just by being on it. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I, I feel smarter already. I'm about to like, put on a cardigan, get a pipe, and, you know, watch Masterpiece Theater right now. It's good times. It's good, good times. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. And Ernie, if you would give us one of the best Star Wars exits ever and let us hear it. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Talk to you next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.